to the J. Kim Show, Hong Kong's first dedicated podcast on investing in Asia. Join us as we survey the land and discover the greatest companies and most profitable investment opportunities in Asia. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insights to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. This week's show guest is Piruze Sambuku from Stripe. Piruze is the head of Stripe here in Asia and shares with us a little bit today about her background that got her over here to Asia and how Stripe as a company is expanding its footprint across Asia, helping startups scale to the rest of the world. We also discussed a recent survey that her company did around the startup stack and what the key tools are which most startups need and should use to scale their businesses. If you work at a startup or a startup founder or are just an entrepreneur in general and you're looking to grow your business, then this episode's for you. Let's get on to the show. Hi, Piruze. Uh, this is Jay, and welcome to the Jacob Show. I'm sure I just uh, butchered the pronunciation of your name, which I apologize, but uh, maybe you can uh, teach us for the audience listening in, how do you pronounce your name, and who are you, and what do you do? Hi, Jay. Actually, we're pretty good. My, my name is Piruze. Um, I am right now um, running the Singapore and Hong Kong operations, like Southeast Asia and Hong Kong operations for Stripe. And mm. for, for anyone who's not familiar with Stripe, uh, we are a technology company that is um, helping start and scale um, internet businesses. Um, who I am is like I'm, I'm, I was born and raised in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm Turkish, and uh, but I spent about 15 years in U.S. starting with college, uh, grad school, startup, uh, big tech uh, consulting, and I I moved to the region about uh, three four years ago, um, and uh, worked at McKinsey focusing on digital projects um, in the region. Um, and for the last two and a half, three years, I've been working with Stripe um, as we are building our Asia operations and focusing on this region. Um, I've been helping with um, bringing the product here and, and various other things uh, specifically focused on uh, Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. Right. Um, well, thanks for the introduction. I think it's uh, it, it's exciting to see you guys uh, build a presence here in Asia. Um, so just taking a step back uh, with your background, you said you spent some time, uh, a number of years in the U.S., uh, where you worked in uh, tech and at a startup. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. So you do have some experience. Uh, you know, granted, Stripe is not necessarily a early stage startup anymore. It's quite, uh, quite a mature company. Um, but uh, what was your experience like as a working at a, at a startup pre- uh, previously? Oh, uh, to, to be honest, um, it was not easy. Uh, it was a, it was a startup uh, that was in an area that I was passionate about. It was in health tech. This was uh, 2011, 2010, mm. 2011. It was the time when you know all the mobile phones were coming. I don't know if you remember, like Zynga, Farmville, like all, all of oh, the yeah. games were coming up on on Facebook, and gamification was the thing, right? Like mobile and gamification, and we were trying to help people build healthy habits. Um, 
using these technologies and the new tools and the new new like behavioral economics uh, findings. Um, uh, it it was an interesting ride for me. And at the end, um, unfortunately, um, we had to close the startup because we couldn't monetize. <laughs> Uh, so in a way, like that's that experience, like from building the team and uh, focusing on the product to, to monetization, gives me so much appreciation for for Stripe and the experiences that I had a chance to build with Stripe and the the team I'm working with at Stripe. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's. It, I think that a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I have an investor background, so um, I've I've worked in some uh, financial type startups in the past, uh, but never a, a full blown sort of uh, Silicon Valley type startup. Um, so I think for investors, a lot of times we underestimate how difficult it actually is to be an entrepreneur and to work at a startup and what that life really is like. Uh, you know, investors. Uh, we, we, we think that we're smart and we can pick uh, the right companies to invest in and this sort of thing. But, uh, you know, the, the real task and the, the difficulties and the, the struggle that an entrepreneur goes through is, is, uh, is multiple times what any investor will ever have to deal with. So I have a lot of respect for people that work, has, have worked at startups or working at startups or startup founders. So, uh, so I, I definitely respect that, uh, that hustle and the grind. Um, so let's talk about Stripe. So Stripe uh, maybe you could give a little bit of background on the company itself. I know that uh, we've had uh, one of your co-founders here at the Rise conference. Uh, I don't know if it was this past year or the year before. I remember seeing him on stage. Um, obviously, it is uh, as as much of a household name it is in probably the likes of the U.S. I think in Asia, um, in certain pockets, it's still quite unknown. So maybe you could give us just a general what you know. How did Strike get started? What was the the main goal and the purpose? How long has the company been around? And and a quick background that way. Ah, oh, sure. Um, so Stripe is a, as I said, it's a technology company that's building the infrastructure to help internet businesses to launch and scale. Um, what we constantly say is um, our goal is to increase the GDP of the internet. Um, it, as, as I mentioned, like in my entrepreneurial journey, like there has been a lot of progress um, on the infrastructure side of things, right? Like with the with the emergence of mobile phones and like three G, four G, etc. But it's it's still very difficult for for world, the world's population to buy the things online <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, or to sell things online. So, so in a way, that's that's how things started. And um, you can think that, like, well, okay, like there were a lot of companies that tried to solve the payments problem, or there were companies that were already selling the problem. But um, what's how Stripe approached this problem was like, we said, okay, this is not a a, a financial infrastructure problem. This is a this is a tech problem. And this right. is a problem that that developers can can have a say and can solve. And the, the, our founders, uh, John and Patrick, wanted to give the the right tools and infrastructure to the uh, to to those people's hands who 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 were building the next generation of the, of the products, right? And coming up with the new business models. So that's how how Stripe started in a way. And if you think of how um, things evolved and then why Stripe was successful, we were really able to uh, put ourselves and the infrastructure layer and allow the, 
uh, the developers to really have the power on like what kind of experience that they want to build, uh, what kind of business model they want to build. And like through working with these companies and, and entrepreneurs, uh, we were able to launch many interesting products that picked up really well, like like our marketplace product that, that was used by, by Lyft or our subscriptions product or or some of our uh, UI UX elements that, that come with Stripe. I, I like how you uh, explain the sort of genesis of, of Stripe as obviously the payment side is the, the beginning of every company. Uh, you know, you have to earn money, but it's much, much more than that. And I like how it's not just like a payment processor. You guys are actually, it's a technology uh, you know, it's a technology solution, right, uh, for startups, which I think is pretty cool. That the way, the way, the perspective in which you guys are tr- growing out Stripe, building it out, is is fascinating to me. So, how long has Stripe now been around for? And then, how long have you guys been in Asia? Uh, we've been around for six, seven years, mm-hmm. uh, and we've been in Asia. Um, Officially, you know, for for the last two and a half years, uh, but we've been we've been working on building the the, the solution for Asia uh, for about uh, three years. So we we started with Japan and Singapore, and recently launched uh, Hong Kong, and um, we are also in Australia and New Zealand. Right. So, uh, and and you've been with the company now the entire time there, or. Or just yeah, it's more been close to three years. Wow, that's uh, that's that's amazing. And so, uh, and your your role specifically there is your. I mean, you basically run Asia, I guess, for Stripe and and all the development of the region. Um, I I am specifically focused on Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. Um, and if you ask me, like, what my role is, it really depends on uh, the the year year we're in and like and uh, what we want to. Built. Um, but what I can say is in the beginning, it was more bringing the, the core Stripe product to the, to, to the entrepreneurs and tech companies in the region. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the, with the Stripe product, but one of our key functionalities is, for example, uh, to be able to set up immediately and, and get onboarded. Um, right. So like making sure that we had the backend infrastructure to be able to do that. Or... Um, uh, another core feature is you can, um, when you have Stripe, you should be able to go global immediately and sell in sell uh, with 130 currencies mm-hmm. out of the box. Like th- those kinds of basic things. But uh, we've absolutely evolved, and like we have now many more features that are much more relevant to to Asia. Like we are enabling um, any Stripe user to not only accept. Um, credit cards, but also Alipay, WeChat Pay, for example. Right. That's huge because uh, that's what I mean. Talk about uh, the largest <laughs> consumer market in the world. Uh, you know, I mean, to have access to that via your platform, uh, customers to, to have access via your platform is, is just incredible. So um, let's talk a little, let's, let's dive a little bit deeper into Stripe. So you, you mentioned there's a, a suite of product offerings you have there. Um, you know, and it goes well beyond just sort of the payment side of things. So if I'm a startup and I'm looking to basically scale, expand my business and I'm, you know, I come, I come to you and I say, Hey, uh, you know, I need, uh, I need a solution here. 
what uh how how would you you know how do you tailor a solution to them is there sort of a one size fits all that uh, a startup can just sign up with and sort of hit the ground running how does that all work i think one of the beautiful things is they really don't need to come and talk to me (laughs) 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 they can really literally they can go to stripe.com like start the process and have access to our full suite and many many of the things that i mentioned actually come out of the package um like, without doing without doing anything else like, like let's 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 give an example right like, let's say yes. you're starting your business and you start your business you want to first set out okay like would anyone pay for for this right like most of mm-hmm. the entrepreneurs what do they do like they're like okay let me first figure out what are the keywords. Would they search for it? Like, okay, it looks like it works. There is traffic. And now will they pay for it? Let me set up and then see see how things go, right? Like this is this is first step. And then you're like, okay, you're evolving and you're saying that like, well, would they pay for it in another country? And then you can you can test things out easily. And again, this is like from your dashboard. This is something that you can enable. And then you say, mm-hmm. you know, I actually I want to change my business model. I I want to go with monthly subscriptions. And um, and that is something that you can enable. And actually, like, you don't pay, you don't need to pay extra for this. Um, that, that's something that you can you can do and change and and test experiment with constantly. Or let's say that you. You know, you built yourself in a way that like you not only want to be a let's say a SaaS company, but you want to be a platform that is connecting um, the buyers and the sellers. And then you have you have access to our Connect products, uh, and now you can not only pay uh, get paid, but also pay out to your supply side with, with Stripe. And of course, along the way, if you have more questions and you need support and you can always reach out to us, like read our documentation and reach out to us. And there will be people who are, who are um, either technical or not non-technical uh, answering any of your questions. Got it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't personally done it to myself, but uh, my colleagues that I've worked with and people have said that the onboarding there at Stripe is, is of the easiest uh, in the world, uh, or basically the easiest because, um, it, like you said, you, first of all, you don't have to talk to anyone. You can just jump online and go to the, the site and start, you know, start the process. What, um, so is, it, is Stripe's business model, is it a subscription or is it basically just uh, like a by volume like a freemium type type thing or i guess it's not freemium it's you sign up and then based on the volume of transactions uh initially and then paying for other services as you upgrade yeah um first of all like there is there is no sign up fee or actually we are, we are not a subscription um mm-hmm. we have a pay as you go model uh so if you have successful transactions on your platform uh you you pay for that um, and that that's that's pretty much it. And then right. all the, like many of the services that I mentioned uh, come out of the box with Stripe, and you you are not paying for them. Got it. Got it. That's pretty cool. What um so now being based in Singapore and Singapore being one of the sort of startup hubs of Asia, one of the large ecosystems. What uh are are you seeing that sort of your footprint there in Singapore is expanding? Uh, you know, I know that in 
uh, in Hong Kong, uh, there's still, I, I believe, and I, this is not a knock towards, uh, towards your company at all, but I think it's just more of an awareness issue from the Hong Kong demographic. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I knew what Stripe was, you know, uh, years ago, but uh, a lot of people in Hong Kong, they're just not familiar with it. Um, and uh, so I'm curious as what your thoughts are on how your penetration is in Singapore uh, versus uh, other countries such as Hong Kong, where you're, where you're, where you have targeted efforts now. Absolutely. So uh, we are working with different types of users, uh, both in Singapore and and Hong Kong. Um, to start with Singapore, and, and actually they have they have a lot of similarities. We have some uh, types of companies that are outside of this region. Uh, that have been on Stripe that are coming into the region and in these to these countries with Stripe. Uh, you you know that Kickstarter launched a year ago. Deliveroo mm-hmm. saying um, these are all Stripe users, um, uh, or right. or you know like Shopify payments in Singapore. Um, this is also like Stripe is uh, working with them. Um, if there, but there are also a lot of companies uh, that are small and big that are launching in Singapore, Hong Kong, and going international, um, and, and they are working with Stripe. Um, we work with uh, companies like Grab mm-hmm. um, in, in Singapore um, and, and many other uh, startups. Actually, both in Singapore and Hong Kong, about two-thirds of um, uh, top-funded companies, uh, startups, are on Stripe right now. Right. Uh, and, and, and you're right, you probably, the, many, many people don't see like major marketing campaigns from, from Stripe, mm-hmm. uh, but in the, in the tech and startup ecosystem, um, we've been, we've been being, we've been, uh, quite, quite targeted and most of the companies actually learned about Stripe through other Stripe companies. Right. Absolutely. And, and as you just mentioned, you know, I mean, the likes of Grab, which is very much not an early stage startup anymore, but it's, it's pretty much a, a listed company or very, very soon will be, um, you know, I, I, it's good. It's great to see that they're on your platform. I know here in Hong Kong, I, I believe Grana uh, is on Stripe, is using Stripe. And I know Luke, uh, who's been on the podcast as well. Um, and I, I like his company and, and what they're trying to do. So um, I'm excited to see Stripe proliferate a little bit more here in Hong Kong. Um, now, as far as uh, language localization, do you guys offer that here in Hong Kong? I mean, there, I, there's obviously nuanced here. Like I said, you know, I mean, Singapore, it seems like English is, is quite predominant in Hong Kong. A lot of, um, you know, local sort of, say, startups or, or you know, if, if I was a local student, then I would probably go to just open up a local bank account, company bank account, and uh, choose a local payment processor to begin my startup journey. So what kind of uh, plans do you have to provide sort of more localized language support for Hong Kong specifically? Sure. I mean, first of all, like you mentioned Grana and like we are, we are so proud of uh, some of the companies that we are working with. Uh, like we work with HBX, Shopline, Think Labs, and mm. we've been having also like um, specific programs with the, the accelerators like Brink or HKSTP uh, or, um, for, you know, the co-working spaces like Garage Society. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, we officially launched this summer and you're going to, you're going to hear and see more from us in Hong Kong. So thanks. Thanks for the feedback. <laughs> Excellent. No, no. I, again, I was saying that, uh, it's, it's, 
it's funny there's a there's a there's a big divide between sort of the western international or internationally educated uh hong kong uh residents or, or startup founders or and this sort of thing and the locals and so you know i mean i we have this challenge here in hong kong and that's something that we've been trying to address for a long time uh that that runs uh, the entire gamut from all the way up to the, the highest levels of sort of government supporting uh, the, the startup ecosystem all the way down to, uh, you know, just a uh, service provider. So I think that uh, as well, as sort of the ecosystem here matures, then we're going to hear more and more about Stripe, which I'm, I'm quite excited about. Um, so I, I heard about a piece of research that uh, you guys conducted recently or you were involved in recently called the Startup Stack. Maybe you could talk to us a little bit about uh, what that was all about. Yeah, um, so we partnered with a bunch of ecosystem players and um, like companies like Jungle Ventures, Golden Gate, General Assembly, 500 Startups. And um, we launched a survey to, to pulse check on the startup economy in Singapore. Um, wanted to understand what kind of impacts cloud-based software is having and enabling entrepreneurs uh, to start and scale their businesses. Um what are the common, like most mostly used tools are, uh, and also understand like how the the founders are are feeling about the, the growth prospects in in Singapore today. Right. And and Did you want me to tell you a few of the insights. I would love. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Please, please tell us what 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 valuable insights you gathered from this survey. Sure. Um, let me tell you a few things and like, maybe we can also play a a guessing game for you. (laughs) Okay, sure. Um, so I think that one of the big learnings for us, uh, which might not be that surprising for you, like being based out of Hong Kong was like how globally minded the, the startups were, um, Hmm. like more than third of the startups, uh, that launched last year were already selling outside of Singapore. Hmm, interesting. Um, yeah. And, um, and many of the ones that were not global yet were thinking of going global in the next year. Um, and um, about 36, 37% of startups believe that um, it could have been really hard to launch their businesses out of Singapore as little as five years ago. Basically, um, you know, like one of the major learnings was... Um, a lot of the startups are going global much faster. Um, about about one third of startups uh, that launched in the last year uh, have already gone global, and many of them, like who have not launched, are uh, thinking of going global in the in the next year. And um, yeah, uh, and uh, about ninety percent um, of these people are thinking that the cloud-based platforms are making it much easier and faster for them to start and scale their businesses. And they use um, about six or more tools to run their businesses day to day. So it sounds like the findings were actually quite positive. Um, Yeah, definitely. And then I'm sure like if you're running your business or like, you know, if if you look at even your, uh, your website and then what you're doing, I'm, I bet you are touching some of these tools that, that were mentioned. And would you want to guess what, what the top tools were? The top tools that, uh, that startups were using? Yes. Well, I mean, I would, I would hope that Slack was one of them. <laughs> I mean, sorry, Stripe was one of them. And maybe Slack too, yeah. 
Yes, you you hit you hit two of the top <laughs> Sorry, five. I, that was a slip there, but uh, both S both startups with uh, that are very popular with S names. Um, let me think. What else? Let me think about the other tools that a startup would use. Um, some sort of file sharing, like a Dropbox or a uh, or a Box or a Google Docs type uh, program. Yeah, they, they were definitely popular. Uh, but the other ones that came up were um, AWS. Oh, right. Yep, uh, yep, sure. For hosting, Google Analytics, uh, yes. and, and GitHub. Ah, right. GitHub, of course. Uh, very interesting. Um, well, thanks for sharing the findings of that survey. And I, I'm actually, uh, I'm happy, pleasantly surprised, because I would think that... I don't know. I feel like uh, maybe I'm a I'm a I'm a cynic of Hong Kong startup ecosystem, but uh, and I I feel like we should do that survey here too because I I want to be pleasantly surprised here in Hong Kong as well. Um, so let's uh, the last few questions, uh, Peruze. And thank you again for for coming on. I know how busy you are, and uh, I appreciate your time. And our audience, I'm sure, is going to enjoy this uh, this chat. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what your outlook is as far as um, sort of growth areas in Asia. Where uh, is your Stri- is Stripe's main focus uh, uh, on the back of sort of your outlook of where you think the explosive growth is and where Stripe can capture uh, a piece of that action? Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, like we are we are super excited to see like what what kind of momentum we were able to build in the last uh, two years um, in the countries that we are in. And, and we think that, it's, as you mentioned, like it, there, there is much more to do and much more to build uh, in these countries. We, we want to be, we want to go deeper with our product set. We want to be more relevant, and we want to be able to have a bigger impact um, uh, in the in the ecosystem that that we are in. So that that will be one of our major major areas. But of course, uh, some of the things that we are going to do will be shaped by some of our users and, and their demands and their needs. Um, Asia has been an important focus area for many of our global businesses. And uh, there will you are going to hear uh, more interesting things coming up in the region. And I'll, <laughs> I'll let you know the details when they come. <laughs> I'm excited. I will, I will be waiting with bated breath. Um, uh, last, lastly, or actually, I guess I have uh, last two questions. Um, the second to last one is, uh, having been a s- entrepreneur yourself, is it worked at a startup, uh, another startup, and now I'm working at Stripe, and actually working day to day with startups uh, every day, really, really deep, uh, you know, rolling your, your sleeves up and helping these startups scale and this sort of thing. If you had one piece of advice you could give to either an entrepreneur or a startup founder, or maybe just a startup company in general, uh, as about how to successfully scale uh, their business and and grow globally, uh, what would that piece of advice be? Ah, uh, like so many things, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I think one of the things that, that I personally believe is like you have a much better chance of being successful if you're working on something that you're passionate about. Mm. Like if 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 there is a theme, if there is a uh, a goal that you want to achieve, right? Like with my, with with my original startup, it was you know I want to bring healthier habits to people's lives, 
like with Stripe, it is like increasing the GDP of the internet. And, and you can go deep and understand like, okay, what is the user problem that you are trying to solve? Like there is this big, massive problem that you're trying to solve. Um, so I, I think like to start with, like having that mission uh, with you is, is going to increase your chances of being successful. Um, and I think then um, with that, you know, like, having users in mind and thinking with the, the approach of like users first um, gets gets you to a long way. Uh, you know, like first of all, you try to understand and listen to your users more and, you know, one of the key things, right? Understanding your markets. Yeah. Um, and, and also, you know, as you build an amazing service, like your users help you expand. And if you choose the right, right users, you also expand with your users. And in a way, that was kind of what Stripe's story was. Um, and I think that the last thing is, given that, especially in this region, Jay, like how scarce the, the developer resources are and other resources are, uh, it is really important to be able to focus on what you're trying to solve mm-hmm. and, and, <laughs> and, and, and do that instead of trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, Leverage existing resources, existing tools right. um, that would enable you sure. to scale and grow your business. That's awesome. You've given not one, but multiple uh, uh, pieces of advice. So we really appreciate that, uh, Pirze. We, we also really appreciate your time. Uh, and uh, the final question is, where can people find you, follow you, connect with you, and learn a little bit more about either what you're working on or what Stripe as a company is doing? Uh, sure. Um, they, they, well, they can follow me on Twitter. Um, okay. My handle is P-Piruzes, P-I-R-U-Z-E-S. Uh, of course, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, and for, for anything Stripe-related, uh, people should check out our blog. And we are also on Twitter. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for your time again, and we really appreciate it. And I can't wait to uh, hear about the exciting things that are going to happen here, not only here in Hong Kong, but in Asia and the entire region. So thanks again for your insights, Pirza. Thanks. Thanks, Jay, for the opportunity. All right. Take care. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. 
head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness. Yeah.